Look, bro. If I see a cockroach, look, look. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an illustrator for y'all, bro. If I see a roach in my residence, in my beloved home, and I see it and it disappears and I cannot find it, I will let him know when the rent is due. I will let him know when the light bill is due, when the water bill is due, when the electric bill is due. I will let him know that the mortgage has to be paid. The house is not paid off yet. Hey, bro, look, it's all yours. You know what I'm saying? I can give you a tour like in 10 minutes. Let me just get my bags packed. You know what I'm saying? Hit the kitchen <laughs> over here. You know, we got the living room. We got upstairs. We got two bedrooms, two bathrooms. You know, if you want to bring your family in, you know what I'm saying? Look, I see a roach. I see uh, a snake. I see any creature that I don't mess with. I'm fleeing. I'm flying. What's good, y'all? This is LBR, and we are back with another video. I'm one of your hosts, Taj, and I'm here with my brother, Chad Holmes. Brother, how you feeling today, man? Feeling pretty good, man. I ain't gonna lie. I had McDonald's about an hour ago. I ain't yeah. gonna lie, bro. That itis, slightly. slightly itis, man. The itis is it's crazy, slightly, man. It slightly started to kick in, but I think I'm good now. But other than that, yeah, you, should, you shake it up. Yeah, you shake it up. You know, bit a little, do yeah. a little exercise before we hopped on here. You know, I'm straight now. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm I'm happy to be back for another installment of this great podcast. How about you? How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, man. Uh, I'm happy to be here, especially for this topic that we're about to discuss because this is very uh very good topic, very deep topic, very deep topic. So let's jump into it, man. <laughs> Episode seven. Survival mode. Shout out to y'all for tuning in. Shout out to y'all for tuning in for another installment of the Let's Be Real podcast. You know how we yeah, do that's a, I I say, you know how we do every episode. We got to recap the last one, episode six on insecurity. <laughs> if y'all haven't checked that out, be sure to check that out or Todd's going to beat your ass. All right. Todd's going to beat your ass if you don't check it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm telling you what's going to go on. If you don't listen to the podcast, he's going to beat your ass. And I would not like that for you guys. I love you guys, right? I don't want y'all I don't want y'all asses to be beat by ties, right? Um, yeah, look, I'm laughing. I'm laughing right now, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't go check now. it out. Watch what happened. It's funny. Y'all going to check it out. Yeah, episode 6 on insecurities. Check it out on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. Now, I do want to say this. The last episode, the first half of it did get cut off, so we don't have no audio, no visual from that one, so we do apologize for that. Moving forward, yeah. we we'll try our best to capture the whole you know, podcast, but be sure to check that out and follow us on Instagram at LBRpodcast01. We just reached 100 followers a couple weeks ago, so once again, thank y'all for that. We really do appreciate it. And let's hop into episode seven, survival mode. Ties, do you want to start it off? Yes. First of all, I like to say episode seven. To reach episode seven, that's a blessing, man. That is a blessing. And the one we about to talk about, survival mode, is very deep. So let's get into it. Survival mode. Let me pull out the note of what it means. Survival mode is another term for continuous, unresolved stress also known as chronic stress. Everyone has experienced stress at one point or another. 
but in survival mode, stress can be prolonged to a degree where a person feels unable to relax. So better yet, I'm pretty sure I even heard of another term called self-preservation, which is also the same thing. But doing research, I like the definition as well. Hopefully, they'll be able to understand what it is. Survival mode could also could me, could also as well be referenced as self-preservation, the action of keeping yourself safe or alive in a dangerous or stressful situation, often without thinking about what you're doing. Now, bro, answer me this: Have you ever experienced survival mode? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like it's a natural response, at least for me. But I think for all humans, it's a natural response. And you know what's funny? You know, I do my research too. And we came up with the same definition. Because when you read read the first few words, I was like, hmm. Yeah. Like-minded yeah. individuals. But yeah, I, I definitely experienced that. Like, I experienced that earlier today. It's like a natural response to survive, you know? So yeah, I experienced that. Yeah, me as well. Now... <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Should I do personal? I'm going to do uh, personal experiences from survival mode. Mm. And I feel like most of that, my survival mode stems from the workplace. Now, I catch myself being in survival mode over there, right? And uh, I just feel like when I'm in survival mode, I tend to just, just tune out everything. You know, it's, it's hard for me to I actually interact with people because I'm focused on one thing. I feel like, I feel like everything is thrown at me to where I can't really be in the present moment. So then I, I realized I, I started to get snappy, irritated. Um, so all, all the all the emotions are going on. Especially, remember that time I was on a restruck, right? Yep. I was in lumber, and mm -hmm. I started uh I started crying. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yep. Visit. I feel like. That was me and the breaking point of being in survival mode by trying to do everything that was thrown at me. And obviously that since that happened down downhill, I kinda kinda say that that just led me into a a deeper spot, you know? Right. So I remember that vividly. I remember that yeah. experience vividly. And like just watching you at work personally, I yeah. know I can attest to the fact that working at Home Depot is a survival. Like you have to have your survival instincts to be able to survive. You have to have these certain instincts to survive in that kind of working environment. And I see that with you some days where you're like you just mentioned, you're locked in, not really wanting to interact with people. And that's cool and all. I notice it, though. And how you just mentioned how you had a breaking point where you broke down in tears. You was on a reach trouble. You was finna get an order. When I saw you do that, I was like, at that point, this is bigger than Home Depot, right? This is bigger than the job. This is bigger than the order we finna get. I, I got to make sure my brother's straight. And everybody has a breaking point. Everybody is human. Everybody has to break down at some point. So everybody has to break down. <clears throat> yeah, man. Then I, while also in the process of that, going through the you know survival mode, I felt like I couldn't be there for the people that needed, you know, because I was still trying to be there for myself. 
but I ain't had nothing too. I ain't had nothing. To, my cup was empty. So it was like, I couldn't pour into my loved ones. I couldn't pour into myself because it was dry, man. And then it led to just ending the things. But also, that's not where it stemmed from, really. I believe survival mode can stem from a lot of places. But the place I'm about to bring up right now is childhood. Mm. A lot of things happen in childhood, you know, from where uh, in a particular time, most humans we discover, well, not discover, we, yeah, we experience times where we have to enter a flight, fight, or freeze mode. And most of us, we all have different backgrounds. Some may have the same, but I believe that some some people uh, deal with childhood trauma or dealt with childhood trauma because of situation that they weren't capable of defending themselves. So they just let the situation or whatever aggression that may have occurred, they let that uh they let it happen and they just watched it. And that kind of had an effect on how they grew up. They kind of let things they kind of watched and observed things or they uh was defensive about certain things because they uh, were afraid or didn't want that to happen again. So a lot of people, including myself, we still live, have childhood traumas that we need to just, just release and understand how to move forward from the situations. Just think about that, bro. Yeah, it's definitely important to address it and just move forward from it as soon as possible. But it brings about an interesting subject, something that I learned in psychology, one of my psychology classes in college, the concept of nature versus nurture. Right. So nature is like the biological components that we're born with, you know, genetics, certain things that we don't have control over. But nurture, nurture is dealing with more of the environment. Right. Who you hang around where you hang around, what you hang around. So as it relates to this survival mode, the fight, flight, or freeze response, some of us, you mentioned childhood is where a lot of the survival instincts stem from. A lot of people grow up in households where they're taught when a threat arrives or when a dangerous situation arrives, they're supposed to fight. So for example, a lot of people can relate to in school, like being bullied, like, being bullied or having that big bully in your elementary school or middle school, some some children were taught growing up to face your fears, right? To fight that bully with physical force. And the fight response is usually it it's like aggressiveness. You're kind of wanting conflict, right? So that's the fight response. A lot of people, a lot of children growing up were taught that. But you related to the flight response when a threat or a dangerous situation arrives or a stressful situation arrives, the flight response teaches you to flee and run away. So when that bully comes to school, you're not trying to, you know, stand up to it. You're trying to stay far away from it. And it's different in the way different children are raised. Like some, some children are raised to fight bullies. Others are, you know. They weren't instilled at a young age to stand up to their fears or stand up to that bully. And how you mentioned, like, it carries on into young adulthood and, you know, adulthood, really, like old adulthood, where what happens when you were a child, that nurturing environment that your 
parents or caregivers taught you how to respond to certain situations, it subconsciously teaches you. And it's like a, it's like a natural quick response. Like whenever a threat arrives, you don't even think of it. It's like, oh, it's here. All right, I'm doing this. Oh, this happened while well, I'm doing this. Oh, this happened. I'm doing this. Like you don't even have to think of it. It's like second nature. Like you ever think about buckling your seatbelt? No. You ever think about breathing? You you may literally think of breathing, but like you don't think, oh, I gotta breathe. Oh, I gotta breathe. Like it's like natural, right? Like it's natural. And this is as it relates to this. This is the thing. Is like the fight or flight or freeze response. The more you do something, the more it becomes second nature. Me and Todd both play basketball. Like dribbling a, dribbling, a, dribbling a basketball is second nature to us. Now, putting together the combos and the crossovers and the hezzies and the behind-the-back spins, AI crossovers, that's different. But the simple just dribbling a basketball, that's second nature. And once again, as it relates to this, childhood, like Taj mentioned, is where a lot of our fight flight or freeze responses stem from like for yeah. example like have you ever experienced bullying before i have too yeah i have too and i'll be the first one to say yeah. it depended on the situation right so if i had somebody picking on me that was much bigger than me and much more imposing than me i would probably avoid that situation right so that I guess that would be considered the flight response. You try to flee. You don't try, excuse me, you don't try to associate associate yourself in that situation. Whereas other other situations, I might fight. I might stand up for myself because it's like I'm tired of your BS. Like you've been you've been doing this shit for too long. Like I'm I'm about to like put them up, bro. Like we finna scrap, right? Like, what was your experience like with the bullying and stuff? Like, did it depend? Uh, shit, nine times out of 10, I avoided them, you know? <clears throat> there may be times where, like, somebody hit me, I kind of, like, you know, backhand them, hit him back or something like that. Because that was, was a point to where I got tired of it. Like, yeah, like, like, pimp hand, you know what I'm saying? But it was definitely a point where I just got tired of it. Like, come on, bro, like, I don't mess with you. Why you mess with me? You know, like, I don't know what you're dealing with, but don't, don't bring that shit on me, you know? So then it's like, I just say hurt people, hurt people, you know? So I guess that was the case. But I'm not going to, it was a point in time where I really needed to stand up for myself. But that, that was, that was annoying. Like I'm trying to come here, which I, I don't like school in the first place. I'm trying to come here, do my schoolwork, you know, keep my grades up and do my thing. But I got to worry, not worry, I got to worry about this knucklehead. You know, coming here just doing some shit that don't need to be done. So of course that was a terrible mm -hmm. experience, you know. And I gotta say, like I feel like for me not standing up for myself in that period of time, like I should have, kind of led to me being in fear of certain things up to this moment right now, you know. So definitely learning to nip things like that in the bud and you know address it address it then and there so it won't continue to affect my future it's like yeah, a, man it's like a carryover effect it's like a lingering issue whereas you just mentioned we have to address it and nip it in the bud because 
our past trauma, for example, on, since we're talking about it, bullying, if we don't address it, that's going to spill over into other aspects of our life. So if we don't address the, the, the threat when we were younger in an appropriate manner, future situations where we're dealing with stress and anxiety, where our nervous system is being activated in those situations, we're going to feel like we're not handling it in a proper way. The freeze response is something, you know, like I've always heard fight or flight, but freeze and actually yeah. there's another one too. It's called fawn. There's another one. I'm not too, I'm not too in depth on fawn. I think it's spelled F-A-W-N, but I think it's four of them. But the, the freeze response is our body's response to stressful or dangerous situation situations with numbing behaviors. Feeling stuck but alert. And the last thing I have is no urge to fight or flight. So in those situations where we're freezing or we freeze, we don't have a tendency to fight, like be aggressive and stand mm -hmm. up to the issue with physical force, or we don't have the we don't have the we don't have the the tendency to run away and flee the flight response we're just numb like we're freezing like we don't know how to react to certain situations i think of like times where you've had to present a project or a presentation in class and naturally the nerves start to kick in you start to sweat your heart beats a little bit heart races a little bit and you get to a point in a presentation where you just freeze like you have no words to say you can't move. It's like you paralyzed. Like you ever gave a presentation before and like you just didn't know what to do. Like you were just like you were just spooked. Like for real, for real. Cause I know I have. I know I have for sure. It, it's crazy because it's like, when was the last time I gave like a presentation? Or for example, like I host a few events on campus. Like I host the open mic relate night on campus at Nichols. And depending on the crowd and the venue where we host it at, that can be a stressful situation for me. And that can trigger my fight, flight, or freeze response. Most of the time, I'm able to overcome that stress and anxiety, but there's times where I freeze, right? I, I can't say anything. I can't think. I can't function. My brain just jumped out of my, my head like, Nothing's going on. Like, I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. It's awkward. Everybody's like, ooh, what's he doing? Like, why is he just standing there? Like, what's going on? So there's definitely times where I freeze. Uh, it's it's a very interesting subject, for sure. Yep. Another thing about um, looking at it right now, freeze. <clears throat> uh, you mentioned numbing. But it says numbing behaviors such as substance abuse. Increased time on social media, excessive time spent watching TV, gambling, or disordered eating. So basically, yeah, uh, reading that, that shows what well, that gives me insight on how we, instead of addressing the situation, we just try to suppress it so it won't become as, let me say, a big of a threat or less of a threat, Right. you know? So I'm like, matter of fact, I had dealt with that today. I had dealt with that today. Bro. I'll go store, bro. It was like, it was a point in time <clears throat> earlier today where I was, uh, you know, I was just chilling at the house and just, you know, 
watching TV and whatnot. Like I said, all this week, I feel like I was in survival mode because I know I know I'm kind of <clears throat> changing the subject a little bit, but I'm just thinking about it. All because at work I didn't say no. You know, I'm saying yes to each and every task that's given to me to where I feel like, all right, I'm overwhelmed with these things. I feel like I'm entering survival mode. So by me saying that, I say, uh, so all this week, I feel like I've been in survival mode. And now I feel like I'm trying to find a way to cope or deal with it. So I'm telling myself, you know, you know, just just deal with it. Fight the uh, face the pain, uh, face face what it is. Don't don't numb it. So I'm over there just fighting it, but I end up numbing it. You know, just scrolling, 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 and just laying on on the sofa for a good for a good hours. And I'm like, damn, you serious? You serious? So that uh kind of kind of knocked me down a little bit. But I'm like, all right, cool. That's you know what you got to work on, you know. So yeah, all right, bro. But yeah, definitely. Uh, try your best not to numb it. I know it's hard. Shit, my experience is shit hard. But try your best to face it. You know, because the more we suppress it, the more the longer it's gonna be there. The longer it's gonna grow. It's gonna grow weeds and all that stuff, and it's gonna be it's gonna be longer for you to get rid of that get rid of that situation. So definitely gotta just face it, face it, face it, face it, face the pain, face the trauma, and do the healing that we need to do to properly, properly be our best selves. Amen. Amen. Just like you said, just face it, like that song by Blast on the Creed Three album. Just face it, man. That's a vibe, by the way. But I, I think it's interesting how. You mentioned like the different numbing behaviors. I was gonna ask you too. You, I think you kind of said it a little bit. Like when you deal with those survival mode situations at the workplace, do you think it's more of who you are as a person? Like everywhere you go, like you're in survival mode, or you think Home Depot plays a part in it? Because some people feel like they're in survival mode everywhere they go. Like. They can't trust anybody. They always got to have their guard. And then other times it's just like certain environments where it's like, okay, I know I got to have my guard up, but when I'm at my home, I'm cool. For me, it depends. Like survival mode, I'm on, I'm on, I'm watching everything. You know what I'm saying? Especially with my social anxiety. I'm scoping out the environment in the area every time. And my survival mode instincts, I would say, are up nine, nine out of ten times. Like they're up ninety percent of the time. So, some of the numbing behaviors. You could go ahead if you got something to say. Now, for uh, picking up on your question, when you say, "Is it at only at Home Depot or the workplace, or you know, just in general?" <clears throat> uh, nine times out of ten, I believe. It really kicks in when I feel like people are trying to use me, you know, like tired to do it, give it to him. See, I don't really experience that when I'm not there because, you know, the only place I'd be is at home or somewhere by myself or with a few select friends. But other than that, when I'm over there, it really just happened over there. And like I said, you know, Taj, 
this is this the whole fact of being used, you know, that that's like a trigger for me. Fine. It, it may it may not be that be that case, but I'm like, all right, this person only asked me to do something for their needs or something. They only, they only call me when they need me type thing. So when I feel like that's going on, I'm like, all right. And when it happened like back to back, like constantly, and then, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to say no, tell people no. I don't know if it's the empath or what people may say, which I gotta, I'm getting over that because trust me, dog, that shit ain't cool. But um, y'all gonna hear a few no's coming up soon. But uh, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, that, I can't do that no more, man. I can't do that because I'm, I'm, I'm losing who I am trying to, you know, attain to everybody else. Putting, I'm all over the I'm all over the world trying to help people and I can't help myself. So of course I feel like I gotta I gotta utilize my nose basically. Or I will end up overwhelmed and you know feel stressed all over. We we be talking yeah. about that a lot, just not even on a podcast, just us when we're together and we having these deep conversations, just being able to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others and not putting too much on your plate, not trying to be Superman. It, I I resonate and I relate to a lot of what you said, especially in general, but in the workplace, let's say at Home Depot, when people ask me for certain things, it feels like, oh, Channing will do it. He easy. Oh, Channing will go, he'll, he'll bend over backwards for me, right? The, the meeting's going to end in 10 minutes, by the way. So just just add to it. Just add to it. Um, you know, Channel will do it. He'll he'll knock it out for me. And in my head, I'm consciously thinking, like you mentioned, like this this person, this individual is only asking me for things that benefit them. They're not asking me how my day is. They're not asking me how I'm doing. They're not asking me, oh, I see you wearing new shoes. Those are nice shoes. All they know, all they do is ask me for things when they need something. And I think that's what the, I'm not 100% sure, but how I mentioned before, there's a fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response. I'm pretty sure yeah. the fawn response is our natural response to stressful or threatening situations by doing things that please others, right? So we don't have to deal with that threatening. Mm -hmm. For example, when we're being pressed and we don't handle pressure very well and there's this conflict going on, instead of standing up for yourself, instead of running, instead of freezing, we fawn and we just submit. It's like, you know what, you got that. I'm gonna just do whatever you want so I can please you. And me and you do that a lot at Home Depot. There's been buku times where I just don't say no. Like, I'm not doing this order. My mind is telling me no. Like, you know, your intrusive thoughts, what you really want to say, like the, the symbiote, right? Yeah. And then there's the, okay, <laughs> I can't say that, right? Even if I do say that, I can't say it in a tone that I really want to. And we just end up saying, yeah, I'll go get that order for you. But if you keep doing that, the order's going to keep piling up. And you're going to reach a breaking point, like we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. And it's going to end up, yeah, it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for you. For but sure. yeah, uh, I got the phone response right here. It was basically what you said, but I'm going to read it out here right quick. 
The following response is when an individual tries to avoid or minimize the stress or danger by pleasing and appeasing the threat. Someone responding in this way would do whatever they can to keep the threat or abuser happy despite their own needs and wants. So basically pleasing, people pleasing or pleasing a threat. So everything would just be smooth and you don't have to deal with any conflicts or anything going against you or things like that to harm you or to further cause any stress towards you, which is, man, a lot of people go through that. Though. A lot of people go through that. That's, that's sad. You think about like from childhood, child, the precious childhood, man. And we, uh, damn, I'm lost words because that shit is crazy. Like innocence, you know, you being an innocent kid and you get exposed to stuff like that, exposed to uh, abuse, domestic abuse. It could be to you, to your parent, to your, your siblings, anybody around the house. And you, a kid seeing that you can you can get exposed to drug, drugs, uh, sex, you know, molestation, all that, and that that could have an effect on a child for a long time, you know, and that's, that's sad, bro. That really is sad, man. Um, it's that carryover effect. It's that lingering issue that that's never addressed in. Sometimes it's addressed in an unhealthy manner. And it relates back to how we talk about, like, how everything ties into into everything with the podcast episode. It relates back to, like, satisfaction versus fulfillment, instant gratification. We talked about number behaviors, like scrolling on social media when we're dealing with these frightening and threatening situations. It may numb the pain temporarily. It may satisfy what we're dealing with, but it's not going to, it's not going to go away permanently. It's not going to fulfill you, right? And when you, when you mentioned a fawn response, can you, can you repeat that definition one more time? Because I had something I wanted to say. I had something I wanted to say. The fawn response is when an individual tries to avoid or minimize the stress or danger by pleasing and appeasing the threat. Someone responding in this way would do whatever they can to keep the threat or abuser happy despite their own needs and wants. So when I think about that, I just autom immediately think of toxic relationships where one partner is abusing the other partner. It feels like a dictatorship. One partner, whatever I say goes, the opposite partner is like, okay, whatever you want. And when there's times where they're dealing with situations where it can be threatening or dangerous. The partner who's experiencing this physical and emotional abuse, although they don't want to do certain things, they're going to rely on that fawn response, that natural response in the nervous system to respond to that threat that arises to please the other partner, to make them happy, even though they're not happy, right? And I just think of toxic relationships. When you think about the workplace, being in that environment, there's a lot of times where we overwhelm ourselves. Me and we over we overwhelm ourselves too much. And that takes a toll on you. You we think that we can do everything, we can handle everything, but we can't. 
And sooner or later, we're going to reach a breaking point and we're going to break down. And a lot of times I catch myself in a fond response when it comes to pulling orders. My response is like, yes, you know, I don't even though I might might have been working three straight hours and I ain't take a 15 yet. And I'm it's 100 degrees outside in the summer of 2023. I feel like I'm. 200 years, you know what I'm saying, in the past where, you know, it's like, I'm going to say yes, because I don't want to let this individual down, right? I, I want to say yes, so I can please this person, so I, so I can avoid this conflict. But there's a lot of times where if a person knows that you're easy and they know that you'll do anything, the day that you say no to them and you stand up for yourself, they're going to push back. They're going to push back and say, why are you saying no? Like, what's wrong? You always do this. Like, you, you acting different? Like, what, you don't like me? And that's, that's the, that's the real breaking point. That's the real breaking point. I don't know if guys might know, but D Detroit become human, right? Detroit become yeah. human. The robots, there's, a, there's three main character robots, right? And there's a point in each of their story arcs where the user has the opportunity to break free from, you know, the, the, the automatic, you know, because robots, they just listen to whatever is told to them, like their program, right? But there's a point in the game where those three robots in their story arcs, they, they reach a breaking point where they can either choose to live freely and act on how they feel and what they want to do or they can just continue to live radically and not really have any feelings or emotions. So a lot of times when you tell somebody no and they think you're easy and they know you're easy, they're going to push back on that. And that's one thing that I hate because sometimes I stand up for myself and then other times I'll submit and be like, okay, you're right. Let me go get this. And it, it sucks, bro. Like I hate that shit. There, there's that one minute. Suck. There's one minute and twenty seconds left. I just want to let you know. It, it sucks, though. It sucks. <clears throat> Childhood, nature versus nurture. Oh. How you grow up is usually how. Your behavioral, that's how you're gonna behave most of the time. I I be I be I be pleasing people a lot. People pleasing, that's another subject. People pleasing. I hate doing it, but I continue to do it. It's like a recurring cycle. Yeah. Look, I'm a, uh I got a verse moments. I'm gonna do it in a part two at the beginning of the part two. Y'all will be yeah. right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. Picking up what you left off on people pleasing. Earlier, not so long ago, I found a verse that pertains to that, and I'm going to share it with y'all right quick. Getting to it, getting to it, getting to it. All right. In the book of Galatians, this verse is in chapter one, verse 10. Excuse me, this verse is in chapter one, verse 10. Am I 
now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to pe please people? Excuse me. If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm -hmm. It says it in the Bible. We should not be trying to please people or seek approval or seek attention of others. For we will forget who our attention and approval comes from. God is God, God is amazing, bro. He really you is. know, he really is amazing. And for us to put man before God and seek their approval before God's approval, we gotta we gotta do some work because they don't wake us up. You know, they don't they don't heal our, our traumas, they don't heal our wounds, they don't they don't bless us like God does. And for us to really like they have, have let them hold, hold, have control of our lives like that. No, man. No, man. So we got to stop living in fear of what other people think, say, or do to us because God, we should only fear Him. That's it. That's it, man. Hey, bro. It, it sounds good. It, <laughs> it sounds good, right? It, it sounds good. Yeah. It's very hard, though. That that's my only pushback, and I'll, I'm sure you understand that too. Of course. Oh, I ain't say it was easy. I did not say it was easy, <laughs> but that's a goal that we got to work towards. You know? The temptation is so, man. It's the temptation is so hard because naturally, how we always talk about on this podcast, naturally we always want to feel like we belong and like we feel accepted, but. That's where Jesus comes into play, like you just mentioned. We we shouldn't be searching validation and approval and trying to please people when all of that comes from up above, right? All that comes from up above. It's the same person who created us. He's the same person who set the path for us in which we should follow if we choose and trust in him with faith. And we get that twisted sometimes. We get it twisted who we, who we should really be seeking approval from, not the outside world. Because like you mentioned, the outside world is not waking you up every morning, right? They're not healing a past trauma. They're not healing everything that you dealt with in the past. That's all God. That's all God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we get that twisted a lot. We get that twisted a lot. I got a Bible verse that I want to say myself. John 14, 1. John 14, 1, verse 1 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. So this is Jesus speaking. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Well, a lot of times we be dealing with certain things, like in the past... We met, we, we dealt with a lot of bullying, right? A lot of us met, dealt with bullying. Nowadays, it's just regular stress, anxiety, a lot of unresolved trauma. Jesus is saying, don't be worried. Your heart, don't let it be troubled. Believe in God and believe in also me who has saved the world. The victory is already won in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. He came 
in flesh, died in flesh, and he's our Lord and Savior. So, like I said before, it's not always easy to do that kind of stuff, just to, to put your faith blindly into something, but it's necessary. Yep. Because a lot of stuff that we deal with, we, we can't do it by ourselves. Like, trust me, I'll be trying so hard to resist temptation with, like, lust and gluttony, like, overeating and lusting over food and sex and stuff like that. But I, I'm starting to realize, it, like, I can't do this by myself. It's very hard. The temptation is just too strong, bro. It's way too strong. It's way too strong. And... It, it, it's just way too strong and another thing I wanted to mention the numbing behaviors that we talk about like scrolling on social media bro I can't tell you how many times I be scrolling on social media like it's so I don't even be thinking about it it's like second nature like me just waking up tapping Instagram or me not wanting to do a homework assignment tapping Instagram and just scrolling like Instagram Reels, like I don't know how people be creating so much interesting and entertaining content every single day. But man, if I get caught up in IG Reels, bro, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, dog. I feel you. I remember there was a point in time where I wasn't even on social media at all. But after like a recent event happened, I needed something to help me get through that process, you know? And I found Buku Reels on how to deal with the situation and how to, you know, help move on from it, right? But ever since then, scrolling, 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 scrolling. And I'm um, trying to get away from that. You know, matter of fact, I haven't gonna lie, like, I don't even have the urge to get off social media anymore. I feel like I'm just, that's something new for me. Well, it's something I'm going to continue to do now, you know? Because back then, uh, I can go cold turkey on social media. Now, it's like, you know, I can go a day or two. But now, nah, I, I, I believe that I need to do a fast from social media again, man, so I can really tap in to my spirit, dog. I've been thinking about that too, just taking a break from social media because for me, it's not, most of the time, it's not productive for me. It's not helping me grow. And a lot of the yeah. stuff I see on social media, Instagram, X, X, shout out Elon Musk. A lot of the stuff I see on there is very negative. Like everything I see, the post itself and then the comments, the comments are so hateful. Even something that's supposed to be so positive and so uplifting and so brightening, people like like to damper down and be hateful in the comments. And I know there's like trolling and stuff. You know, trolling is cool. You know, it's funny. Ha ha ha. But sometimes it's like, bro, there's no way social media can be this toxic. And another thing, like a lot of times, I don't know if you do this, but with the freeze response, it talks about numbing behaviors, like watching TV aimlessly and like scrolling aimlessly. A lot of the times, I, sometimes I just be scrolling on Instagram just to pass the time. Like, I don't even remember what 
I'm watching. I don't remember how long it's been. Sometimes I'm just, I'm just scrolling, right? I'm just scrolling aimlessly. Sometimes when I'm watching a Netflix yeah. or Netflix show, or I have a YouTube video on. I don't even be paying attention to the plot or like what's going on in the video or the TV show. Like I just watch it to fill time. Like I'll have boondocks in the yep. background and I don't even pay attention to like what's going on. It's just something for me to pass time for me to eliminate the threatening or stressful situations that I dealt with. It's like a coping mechanism. And yeah, it's a coping mechanism for sure. And it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm picking on what you're laying down. I'm glad it's you're a, doing this, bro, because damn. Go ahead. It's a, it's a realization when it hits you, it really hits you like a truck, like an 18-wheeler, Mack truck. We do yeah, we, we do things sometimes and we don't even realize it. Like we don't even consciously realize that we're scrolling on social media. We don't realize the time that we're wasting. We're just doing it just to pass time. We'll have a TV show on and we won't even pay attention to the plot. It could be an interesting plot. Somebody tell me about the show. I can't tell you nothing about it. All I know is I, I had it on just to take me away from what I was dealing with. It was my it was my freeze response. It was the numbing response to numb the pain and the threat at that present moment. But I know it's gonna come back. I know it's gonna come back unless I find a solution that's gonna nip it in the bud, like you mentioned in earlier in the podcast. It's it's crazy when you actually think about these kind of things, and I'm glad that we're talking about it. I know a lot of people can resonate with, with what we're talking about. I know Taj resonates with what I'm talking about. Like, yes. It's, yes. Like, we might have to take a break on social media, bro. What you think about that? Oh, definitely. I'm with that. I'm with that, bro. Like, is it going to be easy? No, nah, but it's benefit. It's beneficial, like real, real talk. You know, because like I said, you could, first of all, discipline. Discipline, it, it teaches us discipline, you know. Uh, who are we without social media? Who are we without the things that, you know, everybody else tends to, you know? Are, are, are we our best selves without social media? Are we looking for attention on social media? Are we looking for validation on social media? Can, can we thrive without social media? Can we be ourselves without social media? And I feel like by us not being on there or taking a break from it, we can actually do the work, do the groundwork, shadow work, and uh, just enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? Like you said earlier, uh, social media has so many negative aspects to it. You know, people talking about other people, gossiping, stuff that uh, stuff that we don't need. We do not need that, you know? So definitely, I feel like by us, you and I, or the viewers who are listening, taking a break from social media, getting that cleanse, and really just enjoy the present moment. Enjoy the now. Enjoy, you know, just time with yourself, time with your loved ones. Because I, I believe social media is like, you, you remember like back in the day, like, uh, let me say 2000, 2005, or, you know, we was kids. 
when he didn't have social media popping like that, you know, we were just outside having fun. Like, when the last time you seen kids outside playing football or something or just riding bikes? When the last time you seen that? Bro, it's been a minute, but I, 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 I definitely know what you're talking about, man. Man, when we was growing up, the block was hot. <laughs> the block was, yes, the bro. block was, was lit, though, like real talk. Bro, we used to Everybody. Be go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm about to say, yeah, the candy shop, yeah, the uh, look, the cup with them, the frozen cup, the freezer cups. Um, frozen yeah, cup. everybody outside. Um, we was riding bikes, we were just doing hopscotch, all that, Whatever. like jump rope. Whatever. Uh, throw up tackle. Come on, man. Bro, the like, good old days, bro. Like, what? I mean, you still got people doing that, but it's not really like bro. Podcast, you know what I'm saying? You, I ride, I'm riding around the block, neighborhood. You know, I don't really see it like I used to. I'm like, damn, dog. But hey, you can make that change. We can. Times times are definitely changing. Like I remember, man, man, growing up, the block was hot, bro. Like we used to play football, basketball. This is game that some of y'all may have heard of called curveball, where there's two people on there's two people on a street, right? There's a street, and on a street, some streets have like curves on them. And the object of the game was one person stands on one side, the other person stands on the other side, and there's like a ball. It could be like a basketball, or, I don't know, a soccer ball. Most of the time it's like a basketball or like a dodgeball or something. And you like try to shoot it or try to throw it and try to hit the curve on the other side. And we used to be mm-hmm. just little, little shit, bro. Like just just a pass of time. Like, yeah, we were on our phones, but not as much as nowadays, man. Like, we really enjoyed and captured the present moment. And it was so fun. And it's not like that anymore. Like you mentioned, I go outside. I don't see that, bro. People are inside on their phones. And technology is an amazing thing, but it also has its cons, too. Fuck. Hell yeah. People don't know how to interact with each other anymore. People don't know how to interact with each other. That is so true. That is so true. That is so true, bro. And then you got people, I'm not saying this like it's a bad thing, so I'm not trying to speak negatively on it, but uh, like you said, people don't know how to interact with people. They can talk to people on social media, but it's hard for them to speak to somebody in person, you know? And then you could reach so many people on social media, that's why it's easy. Or I'm gonna leave that alone. I ain't gonna say that. But honestly, I think uh, social media has its pros and has its cons. Definitely has its pros and cons. It's a whole different you know, vibe, man. It's a whole different yeah. vibe. Like how you mentioned how people interact on social media. When you meet them in person, it's a whole different person. A whole different vibe. A whole different vibe. And I won't go on too much of a tangent, but like just scrolling aimlessly on TikTok or Instagram or X and not really being conscious of what you're doing, that's not good, man. That's not good for us because I do it. Like I mentioned before, I'll I'll put on a show or a YouTube video. I'm not paying attention to it. I just need something to pass the time. It makes me feel good. It satisfies me. In the present moment, it numbs that pain or that stress that I was dealing with. But long term, you think about 
fulfillment and instant gra delayed gratification, I should say, it's not going to address that issue long term. It's going to come up again. It's going to come up again. It's going to come up again. You ever had somebody like talk shit to you? <laughs> like, like really be talking to you? Like, okay, I ain't going to lie. My response most of, the, most of the time is like, all right, bro, you're not finna talk crazy to me like that. Like, I'm not the kind of person who seeks conflict, right? I'm a real shield individual. But there's times where it's like conflict arises and I'm like, all right, I don't want to address it, but I know I have to because I don't want this issue to linger, right? You know, I don't want right. this, I don't want this to be a carryover effect, how we mentioned in the early in the podcast. So like when somebody be talking shit, I be talking shit back. You know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe that's the fight response. So that's probably one of the few times I have the fight response. Like what like if somebody was talking shit to you, what would be your response to that? Honestly. Oh honestly I wouldn't I just brush it off. You know, I wouldn't retaliate. I wouldn't say anything back. I'd be like, all right, cool. You know, because like I said, I avoid conflict. I don't want to do all this, do all that. Because I feel like it's going to, I'm going to take it home or just take it other, other places that don't belong. So I just, you know, just dismiss it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, it, I believe that come, there will be times where I'm going to have to find that fight response and stand up for myself and from people. Because, you know, some shit can't slide, no. Because if it continues to slide, it's gonna build up, and they gonna have they gonna think they have dominion over me. They gonna think that all right, this person not gonna do nothing, so he gonna be my he gonna be my pet, he gonna be my dog. Right. You know what I'm saying? Anything I do against him or to this person, it's gonna go, it's gonna fly because he's not gonna stand up for himself. And right. then that's why I'm gonna say you're wrong. I'm gonna stop that shit right then and there, right then and there. Matter of fact, I had to do that. I had to do that to to the, it was a old ass nigga, and he uh. You know, it, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, bro, it, was, it was an old ass nigga, but he knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was uncomfortable, but I was like, bro, don't, don't, he, he try to size me up, like back up type shit. Like I said, it was uncomfortable, but I know I had to do it because if I didn't do it, I would have been a dog, his walking dog. So I'm like, fuck that. No, sure. You know what I'm saying? So it don't matter how old y'all, you know what the fuck you're doing. So <laughs> I'm going to say that right then and there. You know what you're doing. Me, per me, Channing, like we, we, we all have a conscience. We all have a conscience. You know right from wrong. So, see, be be aware of the consequences, man. You know if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna do that action, be prepared to suffer the consequences. You know. But yeah, uh, definitely, I gotta just stand up for myself. Stand up for so I can stand up for others. You know, as young men. We strive to be leaders, leaders, you know, and be led by God and by us, you know, just being being grounded, standing on our word and standing up for what's right. That's that's, that's a good trait to have. So definitely got to get over that, that fear of, you know, letting niggas talk or do whatever and think they can get away with it. Right. That's, that's a no-no, dog. That's a no-no. I said no, no. Mm -mm. We we both be trying to avoid conflict, but avoiding conflict on a consistent basis is 
kind of similar to taking a detour. So you're on a route somewhere, like you're you're on a journey somewhere. And with that journey, with that path, there's going to be an end. It's like taking a detour, but you're still going to the same place. So like you're avoiding a conflict. And yeah, you avoided the conflict right there, but the conflict, you're going to meet it head on again. Right? So you can take all these detours. You can take all these alternate routes. But sooner or later, you're going to have to face that fear someday. Like you can take these shortcuts. Cool. You don't have to address it right now, but you're going to have to, you're going to, have to address it someday. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to survive, which is the whole point of this podcast episode. Survival mode. All right. <clears throat> Surviving is a natural instinct of ours. Being able to have that natural response of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, how we just mentioned, is important for all of us. In certain situations, we have this response. In other situations, we have this response. Like, for example, look, bro, I'm going to keep it real. If I see a cockroach, I'm flying. Look, bro, I tell everybody this. Like, I tell everybody this. Look, bro, if I see a cockroach, look, look, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a illustrate it for y'all. Bro, if I see a roach in my residence, in my beloved home, and I see it, and it disappears, and I cannot find it, I will let him know when the roach is due. I will let him know when the light bill is due, when the water bill is due, when the electric bill is due. I will let him know that the mortgage has to be paid. The house is not paid off yet. Hey, bro, look, it's all yours. You know what I'm saying? I can give you a tour, like, in 10 minutes. Let me just get my bags packed. You know what I'm saying? Hit the kitchen <laughs> over here. You know, we got the living room. We got upstairs. We got two bedrooms, two bathrooms, you know. If you want to bring your family in, you know what I'm saying? Look, I see a roach. I see uh, a steak. I see any creature that I don't mess with, I'm fleeing. I'm flying. I feel like I feel like I feel I'm like, not fighting them, like, bro. I'm, I'm, out of there. I'm out of there. Them flying roaches. That's I'm crazy. Nah, no. Nah. Flying roach? Flying roach is crazy. Nuts. What the fuck? Like you overthinking like a roach is crawling, it's on the walls, on the floor, but nah, it stuff fluttering the wings and boom, we start flying. Like, oh, that's Bro, that's a, that's a that's a crazy invention right there, man. Bro, that's like that's crazy. LeBron, that's like giving prime LeBron with the Miami Heat, Steph Curry. Look, we got a roach. <laughs> Let, let's just add wings on that motherfucker. Let's just add wings. Yeah. On that. Let's just yeah. add wings on it. That was a game changer. Adding wings was a game changer. On a roach, bro. I don't mess with the roaches, boy. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what nobody say. I see a roach. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, bro. It is a chicken burrito wrap. It's a wrap. But yeah, bro. Certain situations we have the flight response. Other situations we have the fight response where we're more aggressive and we're seeking conflict. Right. We have the freeze response where let's say we're hosting an event or we're publicly speaking in front of people or we're in a group where it's our turn to speak and all of the attention is on us. This is something I really resonate with, with my social anxiety, the freeze response, not being able to know what to say. I don't know if Taj wants to, you know, 
you know, dive into it a little bit, but just being, not being able to say the freeze response, not being able to move for it. It's I was just crazy. thinking that. My bad. I was just thinking that though. The the social anxiety part. <clears throat> I feel like I want to. Of course, I want to communicate with people. I want to talk to people. I want you know how your day going, how the kids doing, or what made you wear this. You know, like I want to have regular conversations. But sometimes I don't know what to say, and so that ends up me seeming like you know, oh, times you don't talk to people or whatever may be said or maybe thought about. But it's not like I'm deliberately. Not talking to you, I really just don't know what to say. I don't know how to make conversations. So when I feel like I want to talk to people, but I don't know how to, sometimes I'm like, all right, hmm. I, I kind of feel like I'm in survival mode then, you know? Just trying to face that fear of talking to people. But sometimes that fear of talking to people, I don't face it. Or I, I don't, you know, put myself out there sometimes. And I just like, damn, I feel discouraged or this, this, and that. Um, that may be an awkward moment that uh, I won't forget in that moment. And it just feel like, damn, man, feel embarrassing and stuff like that too, not to you know, speak to people. So yeah, social anxiety, working through that, just some things. Well, it's definitely something I'm working through, but yeah. Yeah, we we definitely all works in progress. We always gonna preach that on here, but another free, like an example of a free response is Feeling numb after the death of a loved one or somebody you were close to. Like your response isn't aggressive. Like, why did this happen to me? Like, God, why did you do this? Like, what is it? It's not a flight response. Like you're not running away from the pain. Like you're not running away from what just happened. Like it's just numb. Like you can't feel anything. You can't feel anything. It's like this person who I love dearly and I've experienced this recently just feeling numb you don't feel anything and then there's different ways that people deal with that numbness you mentioned substance abuse like different drugs and drinking and social media being on there a little too much and just doing things to numb the pain, but that's that's definitely something that could provoke a freeze response. And then the last one, how we talked about pleasing people, the fawn response. That's something that going into this episode, I wasn't too familiar with, but I'm glad you mentioned that definition to me because when you read it, I was like, yep, that's definitely that's definitely a, a response. Uh, uh, a response that's natural that I don't think of, I just do it. When somebody asks me to do something, I'm like, yes, I'll do it. I don't even think about how I'm feeling, if I'm tired or not, if I need a break. I'm just like, yes, I'll do it, right? I just want to please you. I don't know how, I don't know why I'm like that, but it's something that I'm learning. To say no to somebody is okay, right? Sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you need to say no. When somebody asks you to do something and you don't want to do it or you can't do it, it's okay to say no. Because like I said in the last episode, it's better for somebody to respect you than to like you. We should always strive to be respected, not liked. Because not everybody will like you. But they're going to have to respect you for sure. So 
Taj, you wanted to add anything else before we wrap this episode up? Episode seven. Yes, sir, episode seven. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. But um, yeah, also another thing of survival mode could be as an adult, or not even as an adult, but having kids. What can I do to provide for my family? What can I do to provide for my kids? Right? They didn't actually be here, but they're here. So you gotta you gotta man up or woman up and continue to provide for your children. Or continue to provide for your, your mama, your your daddy, whoever it is that you that you have a responsibility for. I mean, as a parent, of course you're not. Whoever you want to be responsible for, that's your, that's your discernment. But what I'm trying to say is people will go to the lengths to really care for who they want to and care for who they need to. And money could be a reason. But it's just giving, giving your kids or giving whoever you love a better environment, a better place to grow and better. This is becoming better for themselves. That's uh, something that people really reach survival mode to do. Like, damn, I got to make sure my kids get this education. I got to make sure they don't go hungry. I got to put food on the table. I got to do this, do this, do that to make sure that they have what they need, the tools that they need to be, what the tools they need to succeed. So it's like you're really <clears throat> caring for your loved ones, you know? For sure. Definitely, yeah. definitely got to think about that future, man. Like, how you mentioned with kids, like, the Bible says, raise up a child in a way that he should go and he shall not depart from it. So being able to, as a, as a young adult or just having kids in general, being able to instill those important foundational morals and behaviors is very important because nature versus nurture. People are born with certain biological components and genetics that sometimes you can't really do anything about. But as far as environment, Raising up a child in the way that he should go, teaching him right from wrong, how to handle different threatening situations, how to how to survive, how to be in survival mode is very important because some situations you can't fight, right? It's like it's not the best response. Other situations you can't run, you can't fight. Like sometimes you gotta stand up to it. You can't freeze in some situations. You can't fawn. It's like it's just a matter of teaching. When if we decide to have kids, teaching your kids, your loved ones, the importance of how to respond to certain situations, how to be emotionally intelligent in certain situations, being in control of your emotions, understanding what your emotions are, how to convey your emotions, how to express yourself. Everything ties into one with this podcast and all of these episodes. So with that being uh -huh. said, this has been episode seven. Let's be real. Episode seven on survival mode. And this is a topic that Taj actually Taj actually brought up this topic. So shout out to Taj. I want to ask, was there any inspiration behind this topic? Like, was it something that you felt like you was dealing with for a while and you wanted to talk about it? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Just like I mentioned earlier, at the workplace, constantly like I was trying to figure out like why why do I feel like this why do I why is it hard for me to trust people why is it hard for me to say no why 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 why, why am I feeling like this and then like I came to the realization 
yeah, you operate in survival mode, you know? It's hard for you to communicate with people. It's hard for you to take leadership roles or things like that because you're just trying to make it through the day. You're trying to make it through them 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, now that I got to the bottom of it, which is a good thing, because I never, like I said, I never actually knew what it was. But now that I know what it is, that I was operating in survival mode, I could better, you know, analyze it and move accordingly on how to, you know, address things when it come down to that. Or, you know, getting out of the survival mode. Because, you know, <clears throat> it's like I caught myself all, all this week just fighting in my, my head like, dog, you good. There's no threat. Everything's okay. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Of course, you still got to, you know, stand on your nose and be selective with your yeses. But, yeah, like, there's no threat. So humble yourself. Slow down. Stop the impulses. You know, just relax. Because another thing, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, but survival mode, you would, well, from my experience, tend to act on impulses, too. No, you don't mean, you don't mean stop and think. You just do and that could lead you into a detrimental place, a detrimental situation that you'd be like, damn, I'm here now, you know, could have could have thought about it, but didn't give it no thought. It just went straight into action, straight into action. You didn't even think about the consequences, the the scenario, and nothing like that. You just let your emotions just go raw, and you had no control over it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, really, like you mentioned earlier, you got to have, learn to have emotional intelligence, and learn how to assess these emotions, assess what's going on, and actually listen to yourself. Listen to how you feel. And if you feel like you need to take a break, take a break. If you feel like you need to, <clears throat> you know, just take a breather, go take a breather. You ain't got to worry about, oh, this person, man, fuck what other people think. Oh, my gosh. Fuck what other people think, man. That's why, like, that, that's another thing. Like, you, you can't be yourself. You can't live you keep pleasing other people or if you keep being afraid of what other people think of you dog we came into this world by ourselves we will leave this world by ourselves that is that's as simple as that you know that is so simple bro like <clears throat> if they if they rock with you cool if they don't cool you know the right people will stay with you that's all you need to know all you need to know the right people will stay with you to figure things out the right people will be the with you, you know, they will understand if you tell them no. Now, the way you say no, be respectful. Always be respectful, you know. Don't be no dickhead, be like, nah, I don't feel like doing that shit. Because then, <laughs> then that's going to blow back on you. So, like, yeah, man, just, what's the message? Uh, survival mode. Learn to say no. Uh... Analyze where your your traumas come from, your triggers come from. Uh, take your time. Do the best you can with the, whatever situation you're in, or or blessing you in. Uh, continue to be a the great parents y'all are. And if you're having trouble being parent, I I have no experience with this. So, but if you're having trouble, just you know continue to do your best. Because the way you, like you said, the way you raise up a child could have an effect on, you know, their life and other people's lives too. So have you ever been told, like, from a random person or somebody that you know, be like, 
you, Shannon, have, have you ever been told uh, your parents did a great job? Yeah, a lot of times. Just the way that I carry myself, they're like, you know, you carry yourself in a great way, and I can tell that your parents did a great job, which, you know, I'd be like, yeah, thank you. I know. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But um, that was – that was a that was a beautiful recap you just did of like the entire episode. You kind of encapsulated everything that we talked about. Saying no, taking the time to realize and reflect on how you feel and how you react to certain situations. And I'm really happy and proud of you for taking the time to make these conscious realizations of you being in survival mode and taking the appropriate measures to act on certain situations in a healthy manner. So definitely want to say that. We have, to, we have to feed our mind, body, and spirit in an appropriate manner. So I just want to leave off with that. We got one minute and 30 seconds before we get cut off. So Taj, wrap us up with this quick prayer before you do that. I, I ain't got to be quick now. You know? <laughs> got to be quick. You know, we don't want to rush God. We don't want to rush God, but make it quick. Yeah. Um, be sure to follow us on social media, Instagram, LBR Podcast 01. You can find a link in our bio. If you can listen to audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. And if you want to watch a video, watch it on YouTube and watch our <coughs> TikTok. So, Taj, wrap us up in prayer. You got less than a minute. Let's go. Uh, Father God. I just want to thank you for allowing us to deliver this message, and hopefully we uh, deliver this message to the ears of people who listen, Father God, and to the ears of people who are not listening, God. Father God, thank you for everything that you've done, that you're doing, that, you, that what you can ask me, that you will continue to do, Father God. Father God, whoever is in survival mode, help us let our burdens be casted at your feet, Father God. Help us give our situation to you, Father God. Help us understand that you of all people are there for us, Father God. Lean unto you, not for this, Father God. Father God, allow us to do your works and accept your calling, Father God. Father God, give ourselves grace and peace of mind, Father God, during this process, Father God. Father God, we thank you. We love you. Amen. Amen. Very, very, very great prayer, my brother. And I'm very proud of you for everything that you're doing. I just want to say that. So that being said... Episode 7 is in the books. We will have this episode for y'all pretty soon. And we thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all be easy. To God be the glory. And deuces.